0: Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle. And let me just say, I am exhausted. I am working so much as a model. I am um, not to complain because I'm really grateful and I have a tendency to want to work as much as I can. Um, I don't actually need to work as much as I do financially because I'm okay right now. I have a, very, um, uh, a lifestyle that's not very expensive, so I live in a very simple way, but I just love to work. And so... I don't have a, a very active social life. I don't have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people I talk to online, but I don't have a lot of people I hang out with in person, aside from my boyfriend and my mom and my dad, and one other friend that lives thirty miles away, and then this other guy that I'm good friends with that lives in England, so I don't see him too often. I've only seen him twice in person, in Scotland once, and in England once we met. Um so basically my life is sort of built around working as a model for different art and medical schools. And I worked, um, I think six hours on Monday, six hours on Tuesday. I'm going to work seven hours today, another six hours on Thursday, another f- three, four, five, six hours, six or seven hours on Friday. And then I work on Saturday and I work on Sunday and I work on Monday. I work, I think like nine or 12 days in a row without any days off. And, um, So it is kind of grueling, although um, I do rest and exercise and eat healthy in between my modeling jobs. But I'm a little overwhelmed because it's not just the modeling. It's the um, every school has a different way of doing paperwork and a different way of doing timesheets and paychecks and some are auto-deposit. And some are checks mailed to me in the snail mail, and some are 1099, where I have to pay my own taxes, and some are like W4 or W2, where they pay the taxes like a normal job, and it's just all over the map. So, between the actual work as a model and all the behind the scenes paperwork, I don't have a lot of time and energy to do my own artwork and other things. But I am choosing to do this, and I'm still really sad that Tom Petty passed away. And um, the other day I got to work with medical students and act out a role of being a patient that had certain issues based on real cases, actually. I'm doing two different ones. Uh, One is more of a psychological situation with this patient, and one is a more physical um, pain problem, symptoms of something wrong with the body. So... I guess I'm not really supposed to talk much about that, but it's a personal, private kind of thing. But it's based on real cases of real people, and then they just change the names. You know, we use fake names, but we act out real cases uh, because the medical people know what the real answer is. So the medical students, they have to test the students in their ability to figure out what's truly wrong with this patient or how to help this patient and what is a good treatment plan. So it's kind of fascinating Uh but I also find that kind of tiring at the end of it. And I went to the Tom Petty uh, tribute the other night in a bar in Seattle. I really don't like bars. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Sadly, Tom Petty was a heavy smoker his whole life. And that might've contributed to his heart failing. I don't think they know for sure, but definitely smoking is hard on your body and your blood vessels and whatever. But, um, sad that he smoked, uh, so many years and, um, I guess George Harrison smoked a lot too and he died and um and interestingly Gary Shandling the comedian and Tom Petty were really good buddies and uh, there's a video of them online joking around in Tom Petty's recording studio and they both died suddenly at age 66 at home uh Tom had cardiac arrest, and Gary Shandling, I think, had some kind of blood clot in his leg that traveled up to his heart and just killed him. But very interesting that they both suddenly died at home at the age of 66, each of them differently, like um 2016, I think, for Gary Shanling, and 2017 for Tom Petty. Just interesting kind of sad um pattern, similar pattern coincidentally there, but Tom Petty is a symbol for me to follow my dreams and follow your heart and stay true to yourself and do what you love. And I hope I can do more of that. And I guess I have to face the reality that if I really wanted to do my artwork, I wouldn't model as much and I would do my artwork more. So apparently, for some reason, I would rather model than do my art because I really do like working with other people. And when I do my art, I'm just sitting by myself. I don't know. I guess I'm just doing what I'm doing. Here it is. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, one more time. And I wanted to share about, it is now October 11th, 2017. And I just started drinking a new kind of tea called Pau Diarco. I think is how you say it. It's spelled P-A-U D apostrophe ARCO and it's from a brazilian tree i think in south america and it's basically part of the bark from this tree and it's supposed to have anti fungal antibacterial anti um cancer fighting i mean i don't have cancer but i just it's kind of a preventative thing for me to 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 drink this tea and i kind of like it it tastes kind of bitter I don't add any sweetener to it because that defeats the purpose of the health benefits uh, because part of me thinks I might have a candida overgrowth of yeast in my body, which is basically we all have bacteria in our bodies, and when we have too much candida, it throws us off balance. And so I feel like my stomach tends to be a bit bloated, although I'm a little overweight in my belly area. The rest of my body is actually leaner than my belly, so I have kind of a body type that's Arms and legs are fairly um, fit. And then I have kind of a flabby midsection, kind of almost like a spare tire (laughs) around my body. Even when I was 17, I had this. So I'm pretty athletic and exercise um, every day. And eat pretty healthy, although I think I eat too many calories sometimes, but um, my weight tends to go up and down, and I just feel like I might be bloated, and I feel like I've had this problem for most of my life. So maybe I have uh, too much yeast, too much a certain kind of bacteria in my body, and it needs to be in balance, and I do take probiotics, really good ones that don't have any filler. Uh, I forgot what they're called, but I get them at the health food store and uh, they don't have any magnesium stearate or any other filler in them. Not to sound really nerdy, but I'm really into reading the labels and every little ingredient. So I'm taking probiotics and I'm drinking Pau D'Arco tea and it's basically bark that you get loose at the health food store in bulk and then i boil it in water and then i have it a, a strainer and so i strain it and for like um boil it and then let it sit for like 15 minutes steep or whatever they call it and i like it i started drinking it last night it's supposed to be anti antifungal antibacterial and antiviral all three you can also eat more garlic and i'm trying to eliminate sugar from my diet uh, i don't eat a lot of sugar but i eat fruit And the, you know, the debate is about whether you should also not eat fruit for a while if you're trying to get rid of yeast in your body. But, um, I think I still want to eat fruit, but I'm not going to eat refined sugar, uh, if I can handle that. So, um, I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and I eat tofu and nuts and seeds and I don't eat any wheat and I, I'm i not sure I eat rice every once in a while and oats and buckwheat groats every once in a while but this mostly this post is about uh, Pau d'arco Arco tea so if you're curious look that up it's kind of interesting they've been using it I guess for many many thousands of hundreds of years or something in um, Chinese medicine and in South America for its medicinal properties and I think the best thing to do is drink it at night before you go to bed because it doesn't have any caffeine in it as far as I know and it's um, to really soak into your intestines and do something good for your body. They say it's best to not eat after you drink it. Just let let your digestive system soak it up. So I tend to drink it at night, at least I started last night. I'm drinking some right now, and then I'm going to eat breakfast later. But I think I'm just going to stick with drinking it at night. I also take a probiotic, and they say that it's best actually to take that at night as well. So I'm not really sure how to do that, because the Pau Arco tea is supposed to kill bacteria, and probiotics are bacteria. So I'm hoping it doesn't hurt that, but it supposedly only kills the bad bacteria. That's what I don't understand, is how does a tea only kill the bad bacteria and not the good bacteria? That's interesting. And what else? I don't know. I also take ashwagandha, which is an herb, and adaptogen herb that helps you deal with stress and anxiety, and vitamin B12 complex. And I was taking spirulina, I might switch to cro cro-le-la- cro-le-la, um, whatever that's called, cro- I can't pronounce it, cro-crolella, <laughs> cro- whatever it's called, you know, the other green supplement like spirulina, but it's, spirulina is blue-green algae, and cro is green algae, I think, um, similar but different. Thanks for listening. Dry. winds on spiral drive. Bada boo, bada bean, stinging rings the crane Catch the wind song, spiral drive Crack the code, left and right, no shannon kringen goddess in seattle and can i just say that i wish we could get beyond the duality as human beings you know like i wish it wasn't the us versus them the them versus us that i am female and you are male i am black and you are white i am left-handed and you are right-handed You know, I am from this country and you are from that country. I am a Republican. You are a Democratic, you know, et cetera. Things like that, like labels. Like, it's true, even me, I label myself. I might be a little bit autistic. I might be a little bit borderline. I might be a little bit dyslexic. I'm artistic. I'm an artist and you're not. Or I am a visual artist and you are a musician artist or a performing artist or you are this, and I am that. You are good at math, and I'm good at science. You know, etc. It's like I realize that human beings need to differentiate between their traits versus another person's traits, but I sometimes feel like, particularly with prejudice against somebody's ethnicity or skin color or um, uh, heritage or background, um, emphasizing people who are trying to maybe get prejudice to stop, or at least get it validated that prejudice really does exist. And I do agree, prejudice exists. Racism, sexism, classism, all the different prejudices in the world do exist, and it's a very serious problem that humans have. What I disagree with is how to solve it. I feel like if people go around constantly pointing out us versus them, and then not having empathy for somebody who is... Seen as having privilege and not, and, and accusing them of not being able to acknowledge what they go through and saying, Ah, shut up, this isn't about you. I don't think that's very helpful to say, Shut up, this isn't about you. Although I understand the feeling and the urge when, when you're tired of being dominated by a certain kind of person, it's natural to want to say, hey, shut up and let us talk now. I un- totally understand that. But I almost feel like it perpetuates the us versus them when people do that. It just perpetuates the other side. Like that's how wars are started. One person blames the other and then they go back and forth and back and forth and they keep perpetuating a war between us versus them. And so I feel like the solution is to go beyond the duality of that and to actually treat each other with kindness and respect and decency. And I know that also means we have to change the laws. And if people are prejudiced that make the laws, then that's how are we going to do that? So how are people going to evolve past this us versus them duality, you know, thinking? So I realize what I'm saying might upset some people, so I'm sorry if you don't agree with me and you think I'm wrong, and etc. I understand we all have valid points of view. I'm just saying that I see a pattern in the duality of how people think it's us versus them. And again, that could be, that could be racism, classism, sexism, a political party, what language you speak. If somebody thinks that their language is superior to somebody else's language, you know, it's sad that we, we think that we need to have a winners and losers. It's too bad that we can't accept that we're all different. We're all in this together. I mean, there's diversity. There's unity in diversity, as they say. So it, it upsets me the duality that I see in the way people treat each other, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, and I'm not saying that I don't do this us versus them kind of um, thing, I'm sure that I probably do, and I might be a hypocrite sometimes, but I try, like my philosophy is to try to see the unity and the connection that I have with other people, whether they're different than me or similar to me. Uh, but it's kind of hard to do sometimes. And I love to spend a lot of time to myself because of that and hang out with my cat. So beyond duality would be a nice thing for humans to evolve into. And also speciesism when humans think they're superior to all the other species on the planet. I find that sad because look at the way humans dominate. You know, humans dominate this planet. I can hardly stand it. I wrote a poem, Polluted and Uprooted. And then I talk about different animals and, you know, how animals are going extinct and human beings. I also volunteer at the zoo and a lot of people have said they hate zoos and they don't like zoos. And I'm thinking, well, zoo, it's sad that we have animals in captivity, but it's equally sad that we have habitat that's being destroyed and animals being hunted and poached. And, um, the zoo, at least the animals are protected and they do have, um, access to a vet and get medical treatment, etc. Their babies are protected from predators, etc. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring, in Seattle. And instead of talking about Tom Petty, which I will do later, (laughs) I'm going to talk about makeup. Maybe that's a little bit of a silly topic, but somebody online was talking about how she does not like to wear makeup and she feels like it's oppressive to her as a woman. Um, and so I wanted to share what my thoughts are about makeup and also body hair, like shaving. Um, I like the freedom to be natural or wear makeup, and I, I have a tendency to not wear makeup. I used to feel like I shouldn't even leave the house without makeup, but in my early 20s, I decided, you know, screw that. Um, so my, my life right now is I am a, a figure model for a living. A nude model, and they don't care if I wear makeup or not. In fact, they probably prefer it if I don't because they like, you know, to paint and draw the natural human. So if I wear a lot of makeup, it might be distracting to them to really look at my eyes and nose and my bone structure and all of that. Unless I use makeup to enhance my bone structure and so they could see my my eyes and lips better. Uh, I'd have a tendency to never wear foundation, which is the skin colored makeup that people put all over their face. I really don't like wearing that. It just ugh I can't find any that matches my skin tone and it just looks too fake for me. Um, I have a tendency to put a little bit of uh eye um, eyeliner on and, uh, eyebrow, make my eyebrows slightly darker because they're getting lighter as I get older. I'm 48 now and I have kind of dark blonde, uh, light brownish colored ash blondy kind of hair. And what was I gonna say? And a little bit of lip, lip color. Um, but not that much. Sometimes I wear no makeup at all, and I feel like as much as it's not good for women to feel like they have to wear makeup, one time I dated a guy who told me that he thought makeup was war paint, and he saw himself as a feminist, and he was telling me to not wear makeup. He's like, that's war paint. I don't want to be seen in public with you if you wear makeup. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's oppressive. So if if somebody tells a woman she has to wear makeup, Or if somebody tells a woman she better not wear makeup or that means she's fake or she's getting sucked into the patriarchy or she's brainwashed and, you know, whatever. It's like it should be about choice. And if you feel like you have to wear makeup to please other people, then I think that's not good. But if you actually enjoy makeup and you think of it as a theatrical, fun thing to play, like artistic, fun, like I love to paint my face and be in the... the, world naked bike ride and stuff like that and the Fremont Summer Solstice Parade and body paint and face paint and I've known as as somebody who likes to paint my face and take selfies um, but I also like to be totally natural and the same thing with body hair I generally I don't shave my pubic hair because I tend to get a rash and I don't like waxes and I, I just ugh I like my natural hair it's nice and soft and smooth and my skin isn't irritated and my armpits I haven't shaved in over 20 years probably 30 years I don't know 25 years or something um, I feel like men and women, also if a man wants to wear makeup, that's fine with me. Like if a man wants to shave or not shave, that's fine. If a woman wants to shave or not shave, that's fine. So I feel like people, I wish more people would question this, this norm. Like women are supposed to wear makeup and shave their body hair off or wax it off. And men are supposed to be, you know, men can be natural if they want. Or then again, a lot of men are being encouraged to wax off their body hair as well. So I feel like do what makes you happy but if you're if you're uh... in pain because you're wearing lots of makeup and it's irritating your eyes or skin and also there's a lot of toxic chemicals in some makeup so generally i like to be eat healthy and exercise and not put a lot of toxic chemicals in my body and i tend to just use coconut oil as moisturizer 'Cause it's all natural and doesn't have anything fake in it. They put all kinds of weird stuff in in the uh, body creams and face creams and it's so expensive. And coconut oil is not expensive. So you can get like a jar for six dollars and it will last you for months. So um, you know, I am somebody who prefers being natural, but if I want to play with makeup, hey, I want to play with makeup. And, but I don't feel like I have to do that in order to look okay as a woman. I also have naturally curly hair and I let it be. I streak my hair blonde a little bit, put some like natural highlight or natural looking <laughs> highlights in it. Cause as a kid in San Diego, I grew up with lots of sun and my hair tends to bleach out in the sun a bit. So I like to play with that. Um, but I think all the time about letting my hair be natural and just grow it out. My mom actually is 70 and her hair used to be my color and she's never dyed her hair and her hair just turned into this beautiful shiny silver. And so I think natural hair as you get older is also beautiful. Thanks for listening.